Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. Today we want to encourage us to continue to trust in the Lord and by the grace of God we will continue to be fed and it shall be well with us in Jesus' name. If I can actually change the topic instead of saying that okay, that's actually the topic um, Jesus is forever the answer to every situation Jesus is forever the answer to every situation whether on earth or in heaven and by the grace of God, I pray that we we'll key into this. If nothing is said this morning, let this topic ring in your heart. He is the answer to every situation. Forever it will be. Because he is the Lord. Let us pray. Father, speak to us again in accent loud and clear. That in standing before your children, Lord God Almighty, you will give me utterance. And you will give your children listening ears and the heart, Lord, to receive your word. For understanding shall be given by your Holy Spirit and will be doers of your word. Father, glorify yourself even at this hour. I am weak, but you are strong. Lord God Almighty, whether these things are said eloquently or stammeringly, God, you will glorify yourself. In Jesus' name, I pray. I found it somehow interesting that this narrative, this very thing that happened, concerning the feeding of the 5,000 and the walking on water was actually given by three of the Gospels. Luke, not really having anything to, to say about it. Matthew 14, Mark 6, and John 6. We have this written. I reserved a particular verse from this passage for a purpose of emphasis. And that is verse 52. Verse 52 is important to mark to actually make it known to us that there is a reason for this particular happening. And Mark said in verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 52, For the disciples had not understood about the loaves. Why? Because their heart was hardened. Because of unbelief. The Lord Jesus Christ involved the disciples in the feeding 
of the 5,000, what did he use to feed them with? Five small barley loaves of bread and two small fishes. They were there. They saw it. But somehow, unbelief entered into them. They, were, they did not understand. They saw the baskets that were actually filled with remnants. And somehow, they couldn't understand it. And the Bible says, because their heart was hardened. Now, it happened that the people that were fed were looking forward and were actually trying to make Jesus Christ their king. They wanted to crown him the king because they believed that if this one will become our king, uh, guess what? There will be no need to walk again. He will be feeding us every day. Uh, free, free, free food, free lunch, free breakfast, free dinner. Even in the midnight hour, when you are hungry, go to him. Wow. But man shall not live by bread alone. But every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is important for us to note that as these people, the people that he fed, were trying to make him king, in fact, seeking for how to force him to become king, he sent his disciples away. You go first. I'll know how to dismiss the crowd. That is why the disciples went ahead of Jesus. Go ahead. I'll meet you there. And nobody asked him, how will you actually come to us? They did what he said. Children of God, boat was a major means of transportation in the time of Jesus. Today, we have cars, we have big ships, we have aeroplanes, we have so many other ways of actually transporting ourselves. But to cross the sea at the time of Jesus Christ was only by boat. And uh, even to do some other engagements and so on and so forth, apart from donkeys and uh, chariots that um, the, the leaders will, act, will, 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 will be in. And um, here we see that the turbulence that the Bible talked about uh, can be likened to that which you have felt when you enter the plane and the, the weather is rough. I don't know how many of us actually will want to travel when the weather is rough in the plane. When that thing shakes like that, uh, you actually want to be praying and saying, Lord, may we land safely. Uh, <laughs> and um, have not entered, uh, I'm not traveled at the time when there is turbulence, real turbulence that is. I'm told that after you might have eaten and uh, 
you now enter into turbulence, huh? guess what? You start to vomit. Actually, I've ex- I experienced it once. When we traveled to Israel, yes, the weather was rough, and the pilot wanted to actually use his expertise to impress us. He would have actually killed all of us. A lot of people, you should come. You know, Jerusalem pilgrims, you know what? They know how to pray in tongues. You'll be hearing a lot of, huh? oh my. My wife was there, I was there, and some and both of us were calm, as if to say, hey, nothing will happen. But some people were throwing up. In fact, a lady lost a pregnancy there. As he was about to land and everything was shaking, shaking, shaking. He was ordered to take off to go to another airport. I just looked and said to myself, how come we were calm? Priests were praying. Here, the disciples were disturbed. And I believe that the turbulence that they faced should make us to key in concerning our lives. For we know that many a times we are troubled, totally out of control of our situations. It is like the storm that they faced and the storm of life hit us even on dry land. As you're seated now, I don't know what is going on in your mind. Probably you are actually going through the storm of financial difficulties. You just lost a job. They just fired you for no reason. And you're saying to yourself, how am I going to meet up? How am I going to pay the school fees? How am I going to pay for the rent? Am I actually going to be Sleeping under the bridge. It could actually be that you just heard about the doctor's report concerning your health. And it is not so good. And you're saying to yourself, is this the end of everything? It can actually be that your world is collapsing under your feet. Because your relationship with your spouse is not good at all. You may be thinking about divorce. And you are actually saying to yourself, what am I going to do now? Could be that one of your children has become so wayward. You just discovered that he or she is using cocaine Becoming an addict. So many things can actually run down our minds. And we see it as turbulence. I say to you today, by the grace of the Almighty God, when your situations have rendered you helpless, Jesus Christ is the answer. 
As a child of God, we must not give up. We must continue to believe in him, to trust in him. For we know that the answer will surely come. You know, when we sing the song during um, funeral services, by and by, uh, we shall understand it better, by and by. The understanding may not actually be here on earth. But when we are with the Lord in heaven, we will understand it. It is important for us to know that the Lord in his sovereign wisdom, the Lord God Almighty in his power and love may allow for some of these things to happen to us. Did Jesus Christ know that they would face turbulence? I believe so. I believe so. Why will he allow them to actually enter into it? Because he knew that they would not perish. But they had some lessons to learn. Ah, they just saw a wonderful miracle. The miracle of multiplying, multiplication. And their heart was hardened. They need to go through some tests. And I know that it is a test to bring them back to their senses. Sometimes, too, we disobey. Sometimes, too, through unbelief, we go through certain tests to make us to know that the God that we serve is a covenant-keeping God. The God that we serve will not in any way allow us to just go through a test and fail. It's always known that we'll pass it. We'll come through it one way or another. There are about four things that I believe that we need to know quickly from this passage. The first one is actually that Jesus Christ sees us in all our experiences or situations. He sees us. He knows what we're going through. There's a song that actually the Sister of Praise used to sing. Jehovah knows. Jehovah sees. I love that song. And it makes me to actually come to see that whatever I may be going through, he knows about it. He sees it. I'm not alone. I may feel so lonely. I may feel that I'm far away from him. I may want to cry and say, Father, why have you forsaken me? But guess what? Jehovah knows. Jehovah sees. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was by himself in the land. He has dispersed the crowd. The disciples had gone ahead in the boat. And he was alone by the seashore. The Bible tells us that indeed it was dark and the sea was troubled. But that condition did not actually limit him from seeing what actually was far off. Actually some Bible 
commentaries say that they had gone about three and a half miles away from him. And yet, he could see them. In the troubled sea, in the dark, he saw them. Do you know that there is no darkness that can actually hide you from the Lord? I love it when you read Psalm 139. Psalm 139 says that uh, even in darkness is like light before you. When everything actually seems as if nobody can even know that I am here, guess what? The Lord sees. He made the owl. The owl sees wonderfully well in the dark. He who made it has the power to see more than the how. And you remember something. I, I see some things in the, in the Bible and I say to myself, how did Jesus know about this? Something like that is written in the book of John. John chapter 1. In John chapter 1, verses 47 to 49, he had an encounter with a man called Nathaniel. Oh, Nathaniel was told by Philip, we have found the Lord. Huh? He's from Nazareth. And what did he say? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And when he came to Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ called him by name, Nathaniel. How did you know me? Behold. Huh? Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I did what? I saw you. Wow. And Nathaniel ex exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. He hadn't seen anything yet. But that alone was enough. What about Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was shot. A tax collector. He ran in order to see Jesus and climbed the tree. And on the tree, the Lord was passing by. He knew that Zacchaeus was there. And he decided to pass through that place. And he stopped by the tree and said, Zacchaeus, come down. Today, I'm going to dine with you. Wow. He knows you by name. He sees every tear that falls from your cheek. The Lord knows. And by the grace of the almighty God, he knew what actually they were going through and he saw them. And the Bible says that he did something about it. Now, one thing about it again that we need to know about this narrative is that Jesus Christ will go beyond our situation. He will go beyond our situation. He transcends our situation. The disciples were in the boat tossed around by the wave. And the Lord Jesus Christ in this turbulence he was walking on the sea faster than the rowing of the boat. 
Ah. I saw something on the on Facebook not of recent and I just laughed. A man wanted to prove that he could walk on water. Maybe you saw it too. He went to a swimming pool. <laughs> a swimming pool. And he was actually going one step, one step, one step. And when he crossed the swimming pool, you know, not the standard swimming pool, huh? the one that you have money enough to build at the backyard of your house. And the people around were clapping. I wish they could see Jesus walk on turbulent sea. He walked faster than a boat. Can actually be. Can, can travel on the sea. And he walked in such a manner that he passed them. They had gone hours before him. But he overtook them. The same thing is true concerning us. We might have been suffering so much so to the point that we thought we would think within ourselves, this thing has lingered for so long. But when God will come through, he will overtake you. The Lord God Almighty has the power to actually do that. No situation of ours will pass his control. He will meet us there and overtake us there. That is the Lord God Almighty for you. The one that you serve is more than able to actually surprise you. At the time when you think it is finished, he'll be there to say, my son, my daughter, fear not. Then again, we see here that uh, he made his presence known to his disciples. You read, you, you, you follow the reading when we actually, when the disciples saw him and they thought he was what? A ghost. A ghost. Wow. In the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 14, the Bible says that, in fact, they were so afraid that they forgot about the turbulence and the appearance of the ghost huh, made them to almost die. What a thing. But in their terrified condition, the Lord Jesus Christ spoke. Words of comfort came. Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. A positive statement and his presence was made known and it dismissed the negative thing going on in their heart. Be of good cheer. This I do not be afraid. Like I said, when Jesus Christ made himself known in the book of Matthew, Peter, Peter said, invite me to come to you. 
What a bold thing to ask. And the Lord said, come. And upon the invitation, he walked on water. Defiling nature. But, but, and that but is great. The turbulence of the water made him so afraid. He lost sight of Jesus. That is what is happening in many of us. Even the best of us can easily fall. When you think that you're strong, when you think that, yes, I can play it with my power, it's a lie. It's a lie. Life is all about Jesus. You are not living yet without if Christ is not in your life. Life is all about him. And when he looked away, he started sinking. He has warned us, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, he has warned us beforehand and he wants us to know that what he said will forever be true. In the book of John chapter 16, verse 33, can we put it there? These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. When the world will come to us and tear us apart because we are Christians, when they will actually say that they have their own agenda and they will not allow us to have freedom of worship, when they would deny our children the opportunity to even learn more about the Bible in school. When they would pass laws that would not favor us. The Lord said, I've warned you, be of good cheer. In me, you will find peace. But in most cases, we get so afraid, we get so offended. We get so angry, wounding ourselves. Lastly, guess what? Jesus Christ will not abandon his own. He will not abandon his own. What happened to the disciples was enough for Jesus Christ to say that these ones are not fit to be the people that I will hand over the work of the kingdom into their hands. But no. Uh-uh. It sees in us more than our inadequacies. Their faithlessness will not even hinder him from entering the boat with them. The Bible tells us in the book of Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 13 that even when we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot in any way deny himself. When we are not trusting enough as to what the Lord can do, 
it will still continue to work on our behalf. I have not actually found a high priest this wonderful to the point that the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that he has never ceased interceding on our behalf. He is a high priest that knows about our problems. He too has actually gone through what we are just going through and without sin. The Savior entered the boat and something wonderful happened. The Bible says that as soon as he entered, the sea calmed. The storm of your life will surely calm down if we invite Jesus in. In most cases, we make him our last resort when actually it should be the first that we should go to. Let's read together from the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 41. I know that we know this, but I want us to be, to, to, to remember Isaiah 41 from verse 10. From verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 11. Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing and those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and, and not find them. Those who contended with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing as a non-existing existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not. I will help you. Fear not. You warm Jacob, you men of Israel, I will help you, says the Lord and your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I would want like for you to read to verse 16 when you get home. Also, let's see uh, Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, 1 to 3a. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Okay, verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord, your God, the only one of Israel, your Savior. Let's believe him. And I know that by the grace of the Almighty God, when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall not be afraid. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. 
You can find us on Facebook as Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.